0: Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uptena, and today we'll be talking about New Year Resolutions and how to truly craft them rather than using them as a weapon of self-destruction. The New Year is usually when we look back at the year behind us with gratitude and regret while making resolutions on how we're going to move forward from here, usually by doing things differently. New Year's resolutions are the butt of a million jokes. Because they tend to be so grand and unattainable, we can't hold the course for more than a couple of weeks. And then we chuck the entire enterprise, going back to the way we've been doing things all along. The most common resolutions stem from shoulds. We should weigh a certain amount to be happy. We should do more of this or that. We should have this much money or this type of success. We should socialize more, pay attention to ourselves more, work less or more, and on and on. The thing to know about shoulds is they come from outside of us. They're the messages from others about what is considered right, or best, or normative, and we've been told that adjusting ourselves to these norms will have positive effects for us. They're like mass-manufactured clothing, which is advertised as being intrinsically fabulous, and therefore able to make us look fabulous, if we purchase and wear it. Reality meets the road when we try each piece on. It can be confusing to find we don't look fabulous in a certain piece of clothing and cause us to try and search out what is wrong or even what we have done wrong to cause a non-fabulous outcome. It's only when we realize we've misunderstood the purpose of the clothing that things begin to fall into place. The clothing may or may not be fabulous, but its purpose is to be purchased not to improve us. The advertising is enticement, not sound advice. Our looks are secondary and only as important as they cause us to return for more purchases. Shoulds are presented as being for our best and highest good, which improves the likelihood we'll accept and incorporate them into the tapestry of our lives. They're presented as a means to improve our lives, to make things better, as goals to strive for, and as a means to give us a happy life. They come across as a constructive criticism, which helps to support us in correcting errors, avoiding negative tendencies, and moving in a positive direction. However, most shoulds, if looked at closely, aren't geared to make us better. They have come into being because of the needs of others. They come from cultural sources, which create an ideal body image, family and friends making comments, others joyfully talking about what works for them and can work for you, all messaging what they want, what they need, what they think, and how they feel. All asking you to engage to affirm their opinion and meet their needs. In the end, shoulds become a way to see ourselves as less than as in need of remedial attention, as lacking, and as incomplete or sometimes not even normal, whatever that may be beyond a setting on a washing machine. Oftentimes, this is what drives our notion of making New Year's resolutions. We look at all the shoulds we still have to accomplish, choose a number of them, then agree that this year we will somehow accomplish them. It's a weird exercise in futility or in self-validation of our inability to achieve. But it doesn't have to be. New Year's celebrations and resolution setting are really a way in which we come into relationship with ourselves. This moment of quiet, when all the hullabaloo is done and we're preparing for a new year, is when we reaffirm who we are now and the life we desire to create. How we identify in this moment matters, because it influences the choices we make and the experiences we'll have. If we relinquish our power to others, accept the shoulds at face value, and as more important than our own knowing and wisdom, then we'll set goals which do not match what we need, which set us up to fail, which reiterate our inabilities and reconfirm our brokenness we will once again become an example of all the New Year's resolution jokes and gain a bit more brokenness for our trouble. If we retain our power, see the shoulds which are on offer for what they truly are, then we can evaluate them based on their honest value. They aren't intrinsically bad, just not necessarily right for us, or not right in the manner they're presented. We can choose how we take them on, if we take them on, or perhaps choose to do none and instead craft our own resolutions based on our needs, our desires, our dreams, and what is right for us in this moment for this year. We can gently change our identity from a repeat resolution offender to a world-class architect crafting the masterpiece which is our life we can move ourselves away from the mass market values to the unique artistry of the master craftsman just by allowing ourselves to shift in value or a rearrangement in perspective. New Year's resolutions are actually wonderful things. They can help guide us through a year full of surprises and challenges, help us focus on what is important in a tsunami of competing claims on our time and energy, and support us in achieving long-term goals. They can be the angel on our shoulder, giving us permission to take care of ourselves. They can support our prioritizing a healthy relationship with ourselves, which gives us the firm foundation to create good and healthy relationships with others. They can challenge us to find our edges, to find new aspects of ourselves, to dig deep and become more than we have ever been. One thing to keep in mind is all of these may mean going within ourselves rather than moving outside. The edges we need to find might be in the area of self-care, refraining from taking on new challenges which distract us from our true needs, or coming into a deep relationship with our emotions. The area we need to dig deeply into might be the fear which causes us to dig deep everywhere but our own heart. Becoming more than we have ever been might fall into the realm of gifting ourselves with the graceful and loving parenting we didn't receive when we were a child. We might be challenged to become our own white knight and save us from a life of shoulds. So during this time of New Year's resolutions, as we say goodbye to 2018 with all its transformation craziness... I recommend pausing to consider whether you want to dust off the old resolutions from last year, or to craft new ones, which will support you and your becoming. Some of the most amazing transformations are possible when we allow ourselves a moment to explore the fountain of wisdom within us. One of the ways I like to do this is in my room in the Akashic's. If you've taken any of my classes, you'll know each of us has a room in the Akashics, which is just for us. It's where we can go to study things, practice skills, meet with our guides or with healers, meet up with our animal guide, and so much more. The room reflects our needs and our personality, changing as we change. It's a place full of opportunities for so much, and at this time of year, it's perfect for sorting and sifting. Going there with the intention to review last year and prepare for this one, each person's room will look remarkably different from other visits, because it'll be strewn with symbols of all we've done and been and connected with. Items representing people, jobs, Hobbies, events, relationships, and so much more will be everywhere. For some people, it'll look like Santa's workshop exploded. For others, it will be full of cozy scents and plush items with firelight and candles everywhere. Everything of import we have worked with, dealt with, and been will be represented there in some fashion, usually in objects which can be moved about, handled, or worn. These items are very precise representations such as a broken bicycle representing a failed relationship or a burnt and torn teddy bear representing an abusive childhood which still echoes in the person's life today. There will be bright and new shiny things like a sealed deck of cards representing a new friendship or a massive and beautiful oak desk representing a new job. There will be items which represent things for the new year. Some are probabilities because you and others have put them in motion and they're on track to be manifested. Others are dreams which you once again have the possibility of acting on. Distant dreams might appear in faded watercolor drawings, while near possibilities might be bright and shiny objects which are front and center. All of this will be mixed together all over the room. Each item is an opportunity to take stock of your life to date acknowledge, have gratitude for, and make choices about what is to come. You create your future, it doesn't happen to you. This is an opportunity to set the course for this coming year in a conscious and practical way. The energy between you and your room does not flow only in one direction. Working with the items there is not just a mental exercise. Making changes to the room makes changes within you and the world around you. It changes what energies you carry in your body, thereby changing what you manifest around you and what you attract. During this week, I recommend going to your room daily and working with the materials there. Each has a story to tell. Each has amazing amounts of wisdom to share. You'll find there's a bin by the door for recycling, where you can put the items which you no longer wish to keep or which no longer serve you. There will be a workbench or table to place things which need work or repair. And things which you wish to have can be brought into the room. If there's something you want, some dream you want to accomplish, or some project you wish to start, focus on it. Keep it foremost in your mind and you'll be drawn to an area of the room where a symbol for it will appear as if it's always been there. Where you display things, and how, has quite a bit of meaning in your Akashic room. Putting something above the fireplace, in a place of honor, is different than leaning it up in a corner out of the way. Removing all the furniture and dolls from a dollhouse so it's empty is different from setting them up in luxury and bliss, which is different from setting them up so each is alone in a room, which is different from setting them up in a scene where they're fighting. Each has meaning, and each is an energetic message, which will radiate out from you setting the intention for the year. Putting dolls representing you and your loved ones in a car moving over a map of a particular area sets an intention which is different than filling the space with potted plants and flowers. I could go on and on, but each room is unique, and each of us has unique aspects which we need to accept and validate. We need to embrace and call in, and we need to work on to heal. Being able to view our life symbolically and viscerally can help us work with it consciously and allow us a great deal more clarity concerning what the bigger picture is, how we affect it, and where we can go in the year ahead. If I may, I suggest that, along with everything else you may do, you choose at least one dream to work on this year. It can be small. It can be grand. Don't set yourself up for failure. It can be old. It can be new. But pick one and put it in the mix. Set your logical brain with all of its nagging doubts and worries and can'ts to the side and let yourself build a beautiful, harmonious space from all the things you have to work with. Fiddle and futz with it until your heart feels full and it feels like it's done. Then let your logic brain look it over and find the meaning in all of it. Logic doesn't get to change anything. Not one hair. It just gets to catalog and acknowledge and connect all the dots. Once it's done, don't second guess. Just say, yes, and welcome in the new year. It's going to be a great one. Happy New Year. And that's all the time we have this week. Next week, we'll be talking about the meaning relationships do and don't have for us, both practically and spiritually, as well as what to do about it all. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a minute to show it some love on iTunes. Your comments are also appreciated. Thanks. Bye.